carried away when you first meet someone you are completely attracted to. And I know you know what I'm talking about. The oxytocin is flowing, the possibilities seem endless, and it's almost intoxicating. And sometimes that early intensity moves so quickly into exclusivity, commitment, and then you're suddenly moving in together well before you even know much of your partner's inner workings, but there you are. And then suddenly that tornado just leaves. So as fast as it came, it leaves. And you look around you and all you see are just this remnants of what is left behind and you're alone. And you realize in that process, you totally forgot who you are. There is a phrase, and I really, for me, I didn't know this until I lived it, and that is you have to be comfortable being alone until you truly can be with someone else in a healthy way. And I know, I mean, again, I always like to relate to my own life. After my divorce, I, I know I was doing that. Like, I know I was just going through these tornado situations, kind of numbing out, getting intoxicated with these like frivolous interactions with men because it was like a newfound mojo for me. And then, you know, when I was left alone, it was so scary. In fact, the intensity of the loneliness was even more than when I had started interacting with men, which was ironic for me. But you know, I I see this all the time with my clients. I see the fear of being alone increasing in numbers and it doesn't matter really the gender. It doesn't matter the age. I see it across the board. And it often seems as though, you know, it's almost better to have somebody than nobody. And that's what a lot of people say. But I want to really ask you, is it is it, or is it better to be alone and really get comfy with that versus being isolated in a relationship? Because there is no greater loneliness than that feeling of being alone in a relationship, and it can be really toxic. So I'm super excited to talk to this fabulous woman who I came across, who I have on the line, and we actually... She came across me because there was a client that called and she recommended me and I so loved her. We were like sisters when we got on the phone and more than that, she's hilarious, which I love. And she's an authentic speaker, a connector, a fierce coach. I love that word because she is fierce. She has jumped out of it. Check this out. She has jumped out of an airplane over 10,000 times. And she has led freefall world records and starred and stunt doubled in commercials, has built a large and loyal following coaching and creating community in a sport of skydiving. I mean, I can't think of anything more scary. So I'm so, I'm so fascinated. So, and here she is, she's helping high level type A 
personalities, like power players through their fears and feelings across widely varied life challenges. Please welcome Melanie Curtis. Hi, Melanie. Hi, Kim. How's it going? I'm so happy to be here. Oh my God. So happy to talk to you. I mean, just the thought of jumping on a plane freaks me out. Like that to me is way more scary than being alone. I'll be, I'll be totally honest. I was cracking up as you were reading my bio. <laughs> it's funny to hear your bio being played back, isn't it? Oh, so funny. But yeah, I mean, it's such a, the fear feeling is a powerful topic to cover for anyone, you know? So like the, the life coaching that I do now is very much directed at helping people through fear. And so for your audience, it's so relevant, right? That fear of being alone or fear, yeah. fear of being rejected. There's so many varied, you know, versions of fear when it comes to love relationships that, yeah, I mean, you tell me, where do you want to go? I know. I mean, okay. So I'm just, I, we, I'm fascinated and I'm sure everyone listening is how did you go from jumping out of planes to, to coaching? Like, that's just, I think it's, and I get it. I totally get the connection, but like share your story. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's interesting because skydiving was and is a great love of my life. Like I always kind of joke that one of the longest, if, you know, other than family, the, one of the longest relationships in my life is my relationship with the sport of skydiving and the community of skydiving. It's this beautiful, wonderful thing. It's so fun. There's so much freedom. There's love. There's just lots and lots of, there's achievement. There's, you know, growth. Mm -hmm. There's so much embodied in the sport and community of skydiving that it's very, it's very magnetic. And so I, fell in love with it and I went after it to a very high level, really rooted by and driven by my love of it and the community, as I said. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, I am on competitive teams. I spend all my money that I make as an investment banker person on skydiving, getting good at it. And I grow in the sport to the point where I'm working at a drop zone in Southern California, you know, running their events and marketing, growing the events, competing on teams. And inside of that re high success that I was having in skydiving and in genuine enjoyment and love I had of what I was doing, I had this moment where I, it, I, it was like a foreshadowing moment mm -hmm. where I knew that I was happy then like i'm like i'm happy now but if i don't do something more like i just sort of recognize that if i only did professional skydiving that i would at some point down the line be unhappy and i couldn't quite figure out why but that led me to a personal inquiry and uh, you know an expansion of my mind to look for what could be next for me and that drew me to life coaching which i when i first found that i was like this is a complete scam life coaching what no. <laughs> you know like right. no and so obviously long story short i i did the research and i made it my mission to to figure out well it's either complete bs or it's part of my calling. You know, I really was very clear. I'm like, it's either total crap or it's really something I need to do. So I better figure this out. And so obviously it turns out, oh, it's actually a real thing. It doesn't have to be approached in any particular way, really, but rather underpinned by my values. So people who hire me as a coach are inspired by my experience, my values, and how I approach the world and the work. So 
Yeah. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And I know like when you and I were talking and it's something that I, you know, I think we both do that is so powerful, especially in helping people is that, you know, whether it's skydiving, shopping, going out in the wing girl session, it's, it's the act of doing. And when you do something physically in your body, mm-hmm. it can really help you thrust forward and change. So, you know, somebody who's, who has all these fears and, and then also conquering your fear by dropping from a plane. I mean, I can't, I can't think of anything more powerful than that. Right. Like there's right. no, except up, you know, with that kind of notion. And so I really like that whole connection for you. And I, and here's the other thing that I really like is that adrenaline rush that mm-hmm. you get, you know, and, and, and you all know what I mean when you exercise, even like when you exercise or, you know, something that you're doing physically in your body, it allows you to feel. And so many of my clients I know have a hard time feeling. And so, I, you know, just getting and tapping into that, that embodiment of the body and, and really, really feeling it is so powerful. Yeah. Do you find that to be true? Yes, definitely. It's an interesting juxtaposition, actually, with how I work, because Uh my work now, the way that I work now as a life coach is it's entirely remote, like with the internet, you know, and yeah just technology as it is now. I was so inspired by that, you know, gosh, almost a decade ago now when I was beginning this work, I was like, oh my God, I could actually work from anywhere. Like that's a pretty common thing now. But, you know, back then I really didn't know, you know, the, that was possible. And I, I embraced that. So Mm -hmm. this, like the work that I do with the life coaching clients now is all conversational. It's largely about mindset. You know, so I can't help or make a client go and do something out in their life. But interestingly, when that's basically what we help people do is because like mm-hmm. we can talk about stuff all day long. I say this all the time, but inspiration is nothing without the action to back it up. Like we can believe, yay, it's possible. Oh, it's possible. But if we don't go out and do it, we don't prove to ourselves that we're capable. We don't actually dispel the fear until we actually take the action. Yeah, no, that's completely true. So I wanted to know then, how do you help clients release that fear, especially around being alone? Like what are some tips in, around that mindset? Oh gosh, that is, that's a, I mean, it's just like any fear. If we think about any fear. So if we talk about jumping out of an airplane is an obvious metaphor from my experience. It's typical that people go into that and they're like, well, I can't jump out of a perfectly good airplane and live You know, they think it's like, we think Mm -hmm. we're going to die, you know, no way. Like who does that? It's, that's no, it's not possible. Well, that's how I think. I like, seriously, like when, every time you say that jumping on a plane, like I get that like little (laughs) tightening in my chest like I feel it in my body, like that fear that overcomes me. So like, how would you help someone like me get over that? Cause I, to me, the thought of jumping out of the plane, like I, yeah. I'd be like, no way. Sorry, I'm not going to do it. Well, okay. So it feels the same. Like if we think about the fear of being left, for example, like the fear of abandonment Mm -hmm. or fear of rejection, some version of fear that shows up in love relationships or dating, you know, comparatively to what it feels like to jump out of an airplane. Like it's, it's maybe not the same degree of charge for each person, 
but for some, it actually is more scary and feels more viscerally charged in their chest and heart and mm-hmm. senses to think about, you know, their boyfriend or girlfriend leaving them, you know, based on whatever experience, like you mentioned in your story about getting divorced, like that's part of my story as well. So healing from that and actually having the experience we're most afraid of and embracing the experience we're most afraid of, not that we want to embrace physical harm and death, you know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. super intense because the physical harm in skydiving, like that's something a little bit different than we're not going to die literally if someone leaves us. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So like obviously in the, in the realm of physical sport, we want to mitigate the risk so that we care for our physical safety. If we think about it in terms of emotional health, though, we do want to care about our emotional safety and health as well, while not keeping ourselves small. So it's like there's this tough process that we end up having to pick apart and get into what we're most specifically afraid of. Does that make sense? So it's like peeling away the layers and really kind of finding out what exactly the fear is about. Yeah, exactly. Like Uh it would be different for me than it is for you, or maybe it's the same, or maybe it's different for this person or that person. And so the looking at it, the conscious first willingness to acknowledge, I I feel afraid, you know? Right, right, right. So we'll call it, yeah, kind of just defining the fear. And, you know, I do this a lot. It's funny because And I'll just use a simple situation. There are a lot of clients who are fearful of walking into a room and talking to people like that social anxiety. And a lot of times when I strip it down, it's kind of like what you're saying. It's Mm -hmm. almost like um, an onion. You know, I use the metaphor a lot and you're peeling away the layers. I'm like, well, what is so scary about walking in the room? And then they'll say, oh, well, everybody's going to look at me. And I'll say, well, what's scary about everyone looking at you? Well, Mm -hmm. because then people will judge me and think, you know, that I don't know what I'm doing. And I said, so what's so scary about people not knowing what you're doing? You know what I mean? Like I keep going and I go down and down and down until I get to the core. 100%. Really? the bottom line, and I don't know if you find this too, is that the fear is unwarranted. Like it's almost like we, like my client will end up laughing because she'll say, well, that is ridiculous, isn't it? I said, well, yeah, because in your head you're breaking news, but no offense. Like no (laughs) one really cares. (laughs) No one cares. I say that all the time. Right. As a support, as a supportive thing, I was like, we have to remember like literally no one cares in the good way. In, in a good way. In the good way is what I mean. Right, right. <laughs> but the, the appealing of, uh, of, of that stuff off matters. And, and it's not to say that we get to the core and suddenly we're released. You know, like it might be a real thing like it, that we validate, that we can then validate for ourselves or have a coach or a trusted confidant mm-hmm. validate that fear for us and go, hey, you know, it's so understandable that you would be feeling the way you're feeling like you. And if I use the story of divorce and that Mm -hmm. type of breakdown in life, it's, it's like, yeah, totally understandable. You went through some serious suffering around the experience of being left around the experience of, of being abandoned, whether it's about your parental experience, we don't need to get all therapeutic, but like it who knows where it comes from. It doesn't really matter. But just to say that 
it's understandable that humans feel that way. I mean, we're evolutionarily designed to be cared for in the group. If we get extricated from the group, the saber-toothed tiger eats us, you know? Yeah, so It's yeah. so understandable. And, and if we've experienced pain and suffering from looking stupid or being rejected in a social setting, it totally makes sense that we would not want to experience that suffering again. And ironically, we then make ourselves suffer in the now, anticipating that suffering, which then holds us back and ironically leads us most of the time into it. Totally. It's a self-sabotage and it's like right. a, a projection. And so they, that they make that true. So they, their hypothesis in their head is it, it becomes true. Right. You know? So, okay. So it sounds like the second step, like after you define the fear is then get validated around it, like talk through it out loud, have somebody validate that so that they're not feeling alone in those feelings. And to, it's almost like a joining kind of experience. So that's really good. What would the next step be then? Yeah, I honestly really think the first step is acknowledging it in yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like defining it can be difficult, but just to say, I feel something, I feel mm -hmm. something and I don't know what it is and I don't know what it's about. Then we can go into a conversation, a trusted conversation to define it and ask those layered questions like you mentioned and go, okay, well, well, why? What? And not in an accusatory way, but just why? Like, okay, what's that about? Like, what's there? What's behind that? Why does that matter? Asking all those questions down. Then looking at it and finding, once we find like, okay, yeah, that's the one that really either feel, I feel it there. Either I start to cry or I mm -hmm. feel a release at it being seen and being witnessed by myself or another. Like there's some emotional experience that, that usually occurs around when we find the, the core at the moment that's going to affect us the most at the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. And that's probably very similar to that feeling when you're falling from the sky. Like you're, you, that's you know, that feeling you get inside your body, it's really like getting to that. That's awesome. Yeah. So then being validated and, mm -hmm. and looking at it and, and making it normal, not feeling like taking that magnifying glass of self-judgment for feeling fear at all, like removing it and then just kind of a, a, basically identifying it and acknowledging it as a normal thing that people humans experience. That's what you were mentioning. That's I'd say the, is the next step. What I would say after that is beginning to brainstorm solutions and looking at what we can actually do to potentially like bring this fear down. So it could be varied action steps. It could be learning certain skills that we don't have, whether it's mindset skills, emotional skills, social skills. I like to frame stuff in skills, the word skills, because it's, I truly believe everybody can learn how to do this. Like I, I love it. It always yes. hurts my heart when I hear people say like, I'm just not wired that way. That's mm. just not me. Like that yeah. is like the most painful thing for me to hear when someone says that because it effectively relegates people to this painful life experience forever just because that's who they are. 
Yes. I so love it. And it's really empowering because I think that's the thing when you're in that state of fear, it really is a powerless feeling. And what you're doing is putting kind of the power back into them by teaching them like what you say a skill. So, okay. I love these steps and you, what I, I like your focus too, cause you really kind of pinpoint high achievers and perfectionists and helping them <laughs> get out of fears and all of that. So, okay. So say I was one of these like high achiever, perfectionistic, um, single women. Right. Let's just say, okay. Right. <laughs> pretend. <laughs> and then believe me, like there was a time in my life, I definitely was one of those girls. Yeah. Um, and I came to you and I'm like, you know, I am so scared of being alone but I keep choosing these guys who are awful for me. Like, how would you help her walking through your steps get out of that? That is a big question. <laughs> I know, <laughs> because, I'm totally like throwing which is Which is good, which is good. <laughs> I, I'm more just acknowledging that, that question because of course we would love to just release. I, I just am gonna release my fear of being alone and not feel that way anymore. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't tend to work that way. I don't think, I mean, maybe it's just my experience. Like it took me, if I share more about my story, like it, it took me some iteration of getting out there and experiencing the pain and where I kept sort of screwing up as it were, you know, like, right. you know, to have those experiences and go, okay, I survived that. What, what did I learn from that experience? So for the perfectionist, if they came to me and they were asking me that here and now, I would totally want to debrief their past experiences and extract that insight so that they could go into their next, like make a plan as it were. Not that we can control the future, nor do we want to be super strict and rigid about how we approach dating. Like, I mean, part of our plan could be to just have freaking fun. You know what I mean? So like, it yeah. just depends on what the person would then bring to our conversation. So it's, mm -hmm. I don't have any cookie cut or anything, but what I would say is that without knowing what we've done and the results that we've gotten from those choices, we can't necessarily make a change that'll make an impact. Being really honest with ourselves, when we find ourselves like attracted to a certain person and having a consistent experience of that not working out or consistently feeling like we stop hanging out with our friends or we stop working on the things that we like, like what, what shows up, you know, that when you get into a relationship comparatively to when you're empowered and single and feeling sexy and radiant and all of those great things. And that is so hard for high achievers to do sometimes. Like, I, I think you, you hit, you just hit it because a lot of times what I see is that they're so busy being in control yes. and wanting to control the environment and control their emotions. And being alone is a very out of control feeling. And so, you know, just letting go and having fun and feeling sexy is such a great remedy. I know you use a lot of humor and having fun and I 
certainly do that as well. And it is fun to have these women let their hair down. There was this woman, I, I don't even know if I shared the story once before, but it, it's exactly what we're talking about. She was that girl, right? And when she talked to me on the phone, she was very stiff and rigid. And when I showed <laughs> I, like so much, so I could not, like I started cracking jokes. I started seeing if I could just even like crack her just a little bit. She was not having it. It was like, like give me something girl. Yeah. I'm like, something, like, right? and, and I was just crickets on the other line. I'm like, Oh boy, I got my work cut out for me. And so when I, I flew in where she lived to see her and she literally like even just showed up with a bun tightly woven in her hair, these really stiff, like corporate kind of, you know, blazer and suit on like just even her body language and what she was wearing right so controlled right yeah and i show up in my red dress and you know big smiles and i'm like hey and i just give her a hug and i thought she was going to faint you know when i hugged oh. her and so that was her first lesson but after we like loosened up and you know it was kind of like and what i found is exactly what you're saying like her biggest fear was actually people seeing who she was and the fears she had underneath it all. Absolutely. Right. And so just like letting loose and, and tapping into that feeling and being okay with the vulnerability and playfulness. She got asked out that night, like for the yeah. first time in so long. And it was a really like, a, it was a huge breakthrough through her. So yeah, no, that's, that's good. So do you have any like last fun tips that you want to share or any like fun stories? Well, I would love to just quickly expand on what you just said because oh, yeah. that's super powerful stuff. For the high achiever peeps, like in the people that feel like they want to have control, like it's, it's one thing to go, okay, I'm going to go out and, and be myself and I'm going to be light and just not care. That is so powerful and it's awesome. And it does like, you know, make people attracted to you. Right, the, right. The bigger thing though, is that if we don't do the work to uncover, and this is the thing is that I, the biggest thing I would, I would leave people is to try to shift your attachment of what you're trying to control from the outcome, the external outcome to your internal, what you're committed to being as a person. If mm -hmm. that, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. that is where the whole work, deep work of core values and I want to be a person of integrity. I believe fun and excellence are not mutually exclusive. In fact, I believe fun is a magnifier of success. I believe in, you know, love and hilarity as being the two most important things in life. And I will come from that place, you know, that type mm -hmm. of stuff mm -hmm. and being okay with people who don't like that, that is very scary stuff when we first take it on. And so, but the cool thing is, is that we can take it on, you know, yeah. we can go I'm my success tonight is rooted in me going out and having fun. If I just enjoy myself and no one talks to me and everyone thinks I'm lame, it still is okay because I succeeded in my own goal that I could control. Love it. It's such a, like a powerful reframe. 
when you yeah. do it like that, you know, taking something that can be scary or negative, yeah. put it into <laughs> words that are so powerful and fun and yummy. And, and it's like going towards it, not away from it. And that is so awesome. Oh my God. Okay. So there's just so much here. I, I know, gave God. great like golden nuggets here. <laughs> Let me just recap everyone. So if you are trying to get over fear, I mean, we were focusing on loneliness, but honestly, this could be anything, you know, yeah. it's worth identifying what it is. Like, I, I like that, just getting clarity. And then the second thing is really kind of feeling into that fear, you know, having that emotional experience and where is it in your body and, and peeling away those layers so that you can understand really what it's all about. Then you talk about getting validated, right? We have confirmation from an outside source so that you, you know, there's a joining experience with that. And then finally brainstorming solutions to potentially bring things down. And I like that you really use the word skills, like emotional skills or social skills. That's going to help with that. So that was brilliant. Thank you so much. Where can everyone find you? <laughs> MelanieCurtis.com is my website. I'm happy to have anyone email me directly. It's mel at MelanieCurtis.com anytime. My primary uh, audience is on Facebook. Uh, but yeah, I would love to connect with anyone anytime. And I think I'm going on to your YouTube show soon. Yes, I, just I what you promised to not make me jump out of a... <laughs> you don't have to jump out of a plane. You're I'll, do a green, I'll do a green screen. And I can <laughs> the goggles. And that, I think actually that would be really funny. And then you can coach me. <laughs> Oh, that would be hilarious. Oh, thanks for joining me today, Melanie. This has Thank been the charisma. Thank you. It's been the charisma quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know what archetype you are and the challenges that you are having when you're out and about trying to attract those men, make sure you go to my site, seltzerstyle.com, and take that quiz to see what you are. And if you are looking for a free breakthrough session to find out what your fears are, click on the link that you'll find in the description and I will help you conquer some and I won't make you jump from a plane. Stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. 